Yo, so I just had a mishap on here. Basically, my Rockville Audio Pro M50, one of my headsets just went out or something. I got this other Sam Samson headset that I'm using. Technical difficulties five. Yeah, another technical difficulty. These just stopped working on me, and I couldn't hear myself. I could hear Cody, which is, that's weird. That's really why? strange. What do you mean, Why? If these don't work, how could I hear your audio but not mine? So it's just because, the, because okay. So you hear me from one side, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just one of the ears is, dude. I wonder if it happened. Oh, just rip it off. You didn't just break that, did you? No, they come with extras. Wait, what? You don't just rip them? No, you get. Well, I don't know. Yeah, they go on like socks. Oh. <laughs> Wait, I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's the actual headset part. And that's just the ear pad. So something's going on in here. Something got twisted up or something because the left side's just not. I couldn't hear myself through the audio at all. And even these, the headset I'm using right now, I can I can hear myself, but not like this was much better quality audio coming out of these. But it was weird because I wanted to be able to monitor my own audio, and now uh, I cannot do that right now. So. Anyway, welcome back to another episode of the Listen to Lamb Chop podcast. I guess like Cody said, we're just technical difficulty. Ever since we mentioned technical difficulties and started being honest about it, they're just flowing more and more. It's, it's how it works. <laughs> we decided to be honest about it. And here we are. So I guess, I don't know, I'll have to work on that. Maybe uh, order a new set, I guess. They're not that old. And like I always just hang them back up on the mic boom. I take care of them. But something something weird happened, I guess. Such is life, guys. Um, anyway, where are we? We are, yeah, we're just back again with another episode. I already said that. Um, <laughs> let's just dive right in. You ever been camping? <laughs> I have. Dude, this audio sucks through these headsets. Is it? Dude. Yeah, it's you're distorted. Oh, I am? I, can't, I can just hear myself a little bit. I'm hearing things working pretty good on my end. All right, so you, I sound good. Yeah. On your end? Yeah. Then you sound good? Yes. That's all that matters, because for some reason, your side is the only side that's working right now, so I don't know. I have to look at it, work in, look into it, but as, as long as the audio's good on y'all's end, and y'all are being able to, or I don't know what I'm saying, if y'all are able to hear this clearly, then we're good to go. Um. So anyway, today we're talking about camping, a little bit of things. Uh, dude, why can I not talk? I'm talking in such cryptic language, a little bit of things. Are you okay, man? I don't know. I'm stressed out because all this equipment was so expensive, and when it starts failing, it really bugs me. <sighs> Goose Fraba. You ever seen Anger Management with Jack Nicholson? No, I have not. You've never seen that no, movie? No, I haven't. Dude, it's so funny. you got to check it out. Goose Fraba. Is that how he calms down? Yeah. yeah. Find your chi. So anyway, they were just talking about camping and a little uh, some stories behind some of our most, uh, you know, Exciting camping trips and stuff like that. So, Cody, you ever been camping? Uh, yes, I have been camping. Uh, I've been camping many times. Um, what kind of camping? Not, well, camping, camping. Like, cause there's like different types of like camping. tent, fire, stuff like that. You know, like not the not the camper, the 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 uh, glamping or whatever. But what about so? What about actual like a camping trip where you like you like. 
went and hiked and then pitched a tent and built a fire and camped overnight and then uh hi- like do like actually hiking no but uh we did have a uh youth group or not a youth group it was a Sunday school our Sunday school class went and uh we went to our Sunday school teachers property that's got uh some woods and a lake and we went out there and we camped pitched our tents uh campfire we went fishing out there a lot nice. uh some of the guys i think walked around the lake kind of doing that but i pretty much stayed i was either in camp or i was on the boat on the so. boat yeah I think I've been camping quite a few times too, but I've been, there's different types of camping, and I've been like all types of camp. I have I, I don't think I've ever been glamping. Like I've never stayed in a camper with anybody before, or done just, the thing where like just defeats the, purpose, the inside right? of the tent is all made up with like love seats and couches and stuff. Like I've never done anything like that. I mean, I think it's cool. It has its own place, but like not oh, yeah. like traditional camping. But I mean, like, I can see that working more as like with wife and kids. Oh yeah, I mean. But, but even so, like, what's the point then? Well, I mean, um, that's my argument, but others will <clears throat> might disagree. Yeah, I mean, it all depends on, like, on the perf- on the uh, personal preference. Yeah, I think having each experience of camping is fun. So, I, I mean, I'd like to go glamping at least once in my life, maybe. Um, uh, growing up, just being in the woods, but still having the luxuries of a lot of things. Oh yeah, cool. well yeah, well well, I mean, like, so I kind of had that a little bit. Because there was a couple times where, you know, we didn't want to go nowhere. But me, my dad, and my brother would uh, pitch a tent in the backyard and let the dog sleep in the tent with us. And we'd do the uh, whole backyard camping Yeah, every once in a while. That was fun. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, man. Like, that's on my list of different types. Like, different types of camping that I've had in my life. First of all, I went to Woodland Christian Camp with my church many, many years. Probably like... Four or five years back in the day, we started off at like the uh, the junction side for the little kids. We stayed in box cars. They were like old train box cars with bunk beds and stuff. And oh, it was pretty man. cool. And then I'd never been there. When you got to like being like a preteen and a teenager, you went over to the west side of the camp, and it was actual like cabins yeah. and stuff. So it was pretty cool. We had fun time there. We always had like a fire. They had the pool during the day. They had a. Uh, archery and canoes and paddle boats and fishing and all that kind of stuff it was just fun and then you'd had obviously you had chapel and worship and stuff like that i uh, see i went to uh to uh, rock ridge oh really is and, that the north georgia one uh no nah, it's over in uh <gasps> what's that sound what is that that's the garage door guys if you don't know my podcast studio is actually in my home so sometimes there's some background noise you might hear a kid running around or screaming or crying not often. He's a pretty good kid. And then also you might hear the garage door because my studio is right above the garage. So we're not in some professional podcast studio setting, if you couldn't tell. Uh, but yeah, anyway, go ahead. Rock, uh, Rock, Mark? Rock, Rock Ridge. Rock Ridge. Rock Ridge was in Frank Franklin? Franklin? Just south of uh, Rootville and all that. Oh, um, never heard of it. But uh, I, th- I think that's where it is. But yeah, that's what where we always went. It's so uh, funny you never went to Woodland, living so close to it. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, I grew up Southern Baptist, and I think that this was like the Southern Baptist church camp okay. that I went to. So I don't know what what uh, Woodland was. We had all kind Methodist, Baptist, non denominational, yeah. just all kinds. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because we were affiliated with like it was it was a part of the. Uh, the Baptist Association Baptist Commission, or whatever. yeah. So, like, that's where all the the areas 
Southern Baptist churches, you know, for camp went. So, but yeah, we just had barracks. <laughs> nice. So, I mean, that was fun. We had like the whole uh, paddle boards, canoes. I think I think the only the the bigger kids could go in the canoes. Oh yeah. Well yeah, we couldn't um, get on boats before yeah. we were on the west side, but before we had like a little place where yeah. they would take certain amount of kids down to the water yeah. and fish. Uh yeah, so we had fishing, but you could not catch nothing on that lake except Austin Abbey could catch minnows. I don't know how, but he would catch so many minnows and one year he had he had people running to go find worm with like worms and crickets and stuff <laughs> for him. Because he was the only person that entire weekend who caught anything, but he was catching minnows. I caught a, on a, like a bamboo rod. Two and a half pound bass on a bamboo rod. Really? Yep. Oh, nice. It was crazy. It was my first first big At biggest, camp? Yeah, at camp. Uh, Alan Thames. I got a picture with him and the fish. I don't know where it's at now, but uh, Alan Thames. What, the fish? The picture. Okay. <laughs> fish is probably dead. Oh, Alan Thames that. is thriving <laughs> in uh, Douglas County. But, uh, yeah, dude, uh, so we had, like, church camp, backyard camping. Um, in high school, we went out to my buddy's family's place in the pasture in the woods and camped all the time. Um, we we kind of had, like, in high school, so so my granddad bought a, uh, like, a old rundown, like, trailer. Yeah. Like, like a trailer that you live in mm-hmm. type of trailer, and he just had it parked in the woods and... We just go and stay a night in there, and we had a uh, a, a wood stove in there. Oh, and nice! And so my grandmother would cook breakfast, like hot biscuits and stuff like that, on the on the on the wood stove. Nice. And uh, that was pretty delicious. neat. Uh, I was afraid that I'd wake up with a, a rattlesnake in my bed, <laughs> but besides that, it was all right. It's all right, you know, snuggling with snakes. They oh, want that God. warmth, you know. Um. So I remember starting like. With the backyard, one of my birthdays, it was a camping theme. Had like a camping, like woodland or not woodland camp, but like a, a wood area, like a birthday cake and everything. Had like eight to ten dudes over, and I think this was probably like in third or fourth grade, and we were hanging out and everything. And we, I, I got a brand new tent for my birthday. We set it up in the backyard. We we're supposed to stay out there all night. We all get out there. We're out there for about 30 minutes in this giant tent. And all of a sudden, some of the guys start getting scared. And they start making up stories about how wolves are going to come get us. In the neighborhood. In the backyard of my neighborhood. And it was like, dude, come on. Like, that's not going to happen. Let's just stay. Let's just stay. They started a weenie out. And my mom made us all come in. Because she, if two people were coming in scared, we all had to go in. Because we all had to be together. So Uh, Who's the one who had to open their mouth? I don't know. Some weenies. Was it you? No, it wasn't me. I was like all for staying out there, oh. and but mom was like, "No, we need to keep them all together. No one's getting separated. If no, if they don't feel comfortable out there, I'll, I'll stay in here." So they ruined my birthday. And it wasn't See, that we bad. never did that camping when I was younger, like doing like ghost stories and stuff like that. Oh, really? Well, yeah. we never told like, ghost was, stories or, or anything. It's or, just these kids were like heard noises like out there, and we're like, yeah. "There's wolves! There's wolves!" They're like, there's no wolves in Georgia, so it's like it was just funny. Coyotes. Yeah, there's coyotes and stuff, but that some first bears. bears, yeah, bears. now a bunch of bears. Um, well, I mean, there's always been bears. Yeah, there have been, but not not this many. Yeah, yeah not this many, especially in this area. Yeah. But uh, that first big boy ten of mine, I remember getting it, and then we finally took it out to the pasture, like 
probably, I don't know, eighth or ninth grade and set it up. And dad was like, yeah, you know, it's a nice tent. Gavin, you need to take care of it. Take care of it. Took it out there. First of all, we started the fire way too close to the tent. Uh, second of all, we went out and just pulled branches to pull next to the fire. We were going to chop up with a hatchet and everything and break it up and throw it into the fire. Well, we leaned them all up on a tree. Another stupid decision. So, Don't tell me you caught the woods on fire. No, no, no. One of the branches fell, split a hole right into the tent, and then what that didn't ruin, flames from the fire, sparks hit it and burned up part of the tent. So my whole big boy tent got used for a half of a night camping in my backyard and one night out, or not even a Wait, full night Wait, this was also for your birthday? No, this was just this was years later, like oh, a few years okay. later, using it out there, and it got burned up. That was my first big boy tent, and I didn't get to take care of it very well. So then after that, I had a personal tent. It was just a one-man personal pop-up tent. I would prefer that instead of like a five- to ten-man tent. Well, yeah, I mean, especially going camping with like a group of people, and then you're just like, all right, I'm going to go pop my tent out and just go. That's what we did. I just popped it out and went to sleep. Yeah, but. yeah, I would just prefer just a one-man, just, you know, <laughs> just me and my dog. We went out That's there, dude. Yeah, dog. That keep you safe and warm. Can't keep you warm. Yeah. Um, we went out the same pasture one night, and we had some French foreign exchange students come out there to hang out with us for a little bit. And we were all about to get settled down and go to sleep, and they were like, well, "We're not staying." And the guy that brought them, that was from America, he was like, "All right, well, we're riding out." And it was so funny because these guys' names—they were like they were French guys—and I asked one of them, and he was like, "Pierre." He was like, uh, my name is Agu. And I was like, Agu. I was like, okay, cool. What's up, Agu? <laughs> and then uh, I was expecting another, you know, exotic French name. So like I asked Pierre. the other guy. I was like, yeah, Pierre or something like that or Linguini. Francois or something. And I'm like, what's your name? My name is Peter. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, cool. What's up, Peter? <laughs> so it's Peter and Agu. And uh, I don't know where they're at now. Probably back in France or something. I don't, I don't know. But uh, they were out there, and when they left that night, they got their the dude got his truck stuck on a log. So Devin and I walk over to him. Devin's like, "Dude, I've lived in this pasture my whole life. I can get out of this. I've done this before." And I was all confident. I was like, "Dude, he's right. He has." I Wait, in the it was back. in Devin's pasture. Yeah. So many things bad has happened with trucks in Devin's pasture. They have. They have indeed. So we're sitting there and it gets stuck on this log and Devin's like, I got it. I got it. And I was telling him, I was like, guys, don't worry. Don't worry. It's going to be fine. I was like speaking like the few words of French I knew. I was like, we, 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 s'il vous plaît, s'il vous plaît, uh, bonjour. And they were like, I don't know what these guys, don't know what this like dumb American is saying to me right now. But so I was totally confident in Devin's ability to get unstuck and he got it further stuck. To the point where those all of those guys had to call a ride to get them out of there that night. And then Devin's uncle had to get a tractor to help get that truck unstuck the next day. So, yeah. That was that was really funny. And then I've camped in Helen before with a youth youth group, like okay. you were saying. Uh, it's just like a campground next yeah, to like the slide waterfall. Oh, for sure. North Georgia is a different game. Uh, but that was that was a fun time. They had like a natural water slide with like the mountain right there mm-hmm. a little waterfall waterfall going down it was pretty f- fun but uh i've only i only consider actually camping you know we had campfires tents slept in our trucks whatever 
under the stars, right on the grass and stuff, in the pasture and stuff. And that was camping for sure. But like I've only been really camping on a camping excursion one time in my life. And it was when I was in eighth grade. Um, I was part of this outdoors club. And uh, we went to, I think it was Amicalola Falls. And uh, basically, I mean, it was like the whole the whole shebang, dude. Like I had... MR, we had MREs, a hiking bag, a bedroll, sleeping bag, water tablets so we can get stuff out of the creek, put the water tablets in and drink it, tons of pocket knives and granola bars, like just stacked to the T with everything that I would need for camping. And uh, we were going to hike this mountain. We stayed at the campground for the night in tents, hiked the mountain the next day, stay at the top of the mountain in this little lean-to privy type thing. And then hike back down the next day and then head home. So that was the whole plan the entire time. So we go out there and uh, basically we go and do this little hike and check out the falls and everything. We're like, cool, because it was at the bottom of the mountain. And then uh, we're like, this is pretty cool. And uh, basically part of the group decides that uh, they're going to wait for someone. One of the moms was going to go and hike back so she was gonna go hike back what oh okay basically one of the moms decided she was gonna hike back and get a car come back and pick up another or a big majority of the group well another group was a bunch of athletic fit dudes and one of the chaperones and they decided they were gonna jog back up the way we walked down so it was about a 25-minute hike coming down. So it might have taken longer going back up. But it was only a few-minute drive in a car. So we're talking about steep stair stairs like leading up this mountain, zigzagging up and up and up. So it was going to take a while. But I, for some reason, I was fat then, and I'm fat now, and I don't know what made me think I could keep up with these guys. But I decided that I was going to try to jog it back with them. So I make it about, I don't know, not very long at all, a few minutes with them before they even make it to the staircase. And I'm like, bro, I can't keep up with these guys. I got to turn back. So I turn back. And as I turn back, all the people that I had just left were not there anymore. Little did I know they had just crossed the street out of my view. They were all hanging out at this little playground area, picnic tables, well, when I turned around and they weren't there anymore, I had no idea they had just crossed the street. I thought that maybe the one girl's mom had already picked everyone up and taken them back up the mountain. So I'm sitting there like, oh no, I'm in trouble. I have to go with these guys now. By the time I turned around again, those guys were gone, long gone, way up top. So I was like, okay, my only chance, my only hope is trying to catch up with these guys. So I run as fast as I can up these things. And I'm like passing these other hikers on the way. They're walking down the way we all came before. I'm going back up the mountain. And every time I see anybody, I'm like, hey, is there a group of guys? And they're like, yeah, they're about five to ten minutes ahead of you. And I'm like, goodness gracious, all right. And like I said, this is about a 20, 25-minute hike going up. It's probably like a five-minute drive for the people that stayed and got a ride. Going up get up to the top. I finally find the station at the very top and I'm lost at this point. I am separated from both groups. It's how many miles? I don't know how many miles it was, but it's just stairs going up the side of this mountain. You go up this way, up this way, up this way. It's just stairs going up the side of this like little workout. Oh yeah. Like 
for sure. It was just straight up on stairs, going upstairs the whole time. So I'm breathing hard. I'm fat. I'm like, oh, God, I got to make it. I got to make it. I finally get up there, find a ranger, and uh, I'm saying, hey, man, I got separated from my group. I need some help. This park ranger tells me he cannot help me. He's got a bird watching thing in five minutes. Could not believe it. I was like, what is your job for, dude? You got a badge. You're supposed to be a park ranger. You're supposed to help lost children, but I guess not. So he just directs me to the front desk of the place. That girl tells me that she thinks that my student group is at a campground about half a mile down this way. So she highlights me a map of the campground and hands it to me. No adults are helping me in the situation. I'm an eighth grader. So at this point, I guess I'm what, 13, 14 years old. And so I'm like, okay. So I go and I'm starting to round the corner and all of a sudden I see this campground and I'm like, oh my gosh, this looks familiar. Start walking down and two students are running up. They're like, Gavin, Gavin. And they're like, we found you. So I was separated from the group for probably 30, 40 minutes at this point. And uh, my coach was out in his truck driving around looking for me, probably panicking, probably thought he lost somebody for real and may not find him. I don't know. But I'm, I found my own way back to camp. And I was so ashamed. I was so scared I was going to get kicked out of the outdoors club and get yelled at by my coach. He pulls up, and I just have my head hung because I'm like, dude, I'm about, I'm about to get it. He comes up to me. He gives me a huge hug, tells me he's glad I'm okay. And I tell him I'm sorry, and I asked if he was mad at me. And he just goes, no, I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at that chaperone that left you. Because the guy did look back at me and you know, if anything, if you're a chaperone, instead of sticking with the the fit kids that kept running up the mountain, you know, maybe he should have came back and made sure that he was with me or behind me to make sure I was going to make it too, or at least made it back with the other part of the group. It was my mistake for trying to go with all the fit kids when I was a fat kid, but you know, still, uh, he wasn't mad at me. Thank God. So that was, I got lost in the woods basically. So it was just like frozen. No, 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 now I'm lost in the woods. And so that was like one of the scariest stories I have from that. But uh, the next day, we hike up, get to the top of the mountain, stay there. And like this was a, like a legit place. And I remember it significantly because uh, it was the first time in my life we ever had to take all of our edibles and put them into oh, multiple trash bags. Yeah, and yeah. lift it up into the tree lift. So that no animals, especially bears and stuff, weren't going to come and try to attack us in the middle of the night for food. So we got it. We made MREs up there. We ate dinner. We were playing cards and stuff. And I remember one of the chaperones, it was a girl, the girl's mom that got the car, actually. She, they were playing BS, the card game. But they were saying BS and other things instead of BS because we were on a school trip. We were kids. And she messes up and she says BS. Like the words, yeah. yells it, and she's so wait the mom, she, yeah, yeah, she's so like embarrassed that she like yelled that in front of everybody. So that was really really funny. She getting but, trouble? No, actually she didn't. Uh, it was just funny. We all laughed it off, but I think we need to reset the camera real quick before we get too much further. Um, I'll keep telling the story, but basically, uh, we stay there for the night. And what are you doing? Um, so basically we stay there for the night and, uh, I remember we're all packed in like sardines up on the top level. The wind's blowing, it's freezing cold. We're all in our sleeping bags on our bedrolls in this little lean to privy thing. 
So it's got like three sides on it and one of the walls is open. And mm-hmm. then there's an upper loft. A lot of the guys were up on the upper loft and uh, we're all packed in like side by side just for warmth and everything. But it was so funny because we were basically having a fart competition up there. Oh, God. And it was just terribly stinky. and But we were warm. It smelled bad, but we were warm. So <sighs> next day we all start hiking down and we were allowed to pair up in threes and hike ahead. But we had explicit instructions to stop at the the bottom. If we made it to the bottom, which was about was probably like an hour, a little over an hour hike down. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was a long hike up. There was a hump like the day before we hiked up. We hiked down this time. So we were told to stop at the bottom if we made it. We're about halfway down, and all of a sudden, me and the other two guys I'm with start hearing. <laughs> like yipping and growling and we're like dude what is that what is that and we all look at each other and one of the guys just pulls out his giant rambo knife and goes guys run (laughs) we all start taking off dumbest decision ever because first of all if it wasn't a wild animal and obviously it was a wild animal it's probably Honestly, some wild animals, pups or cubs or something. Still, you don't need to be running with an Arkansas toothpick in your hand either. Yeah, yeah. We don't need to be running with blades. We all have our pocket knives out because we're terrified. And that made us feel comfortable having a blade. But then we started running with a blade downhill, down a mountain. So it was just not a good decision on our part at all. Plus, if it was a wild animal, like the mother of the wild animal or whatever, and we ran, it could have spooked it enough to pursue us and chase and attack us possibly. So it was Mm -hmm. just a dumb decision. We're running. I fall get tripped up on a root, start rolling down. One of the guys turns to try to help me, but he's moving so fast that when he turns around, his momentum and his hiking pack was so heavy, he falls backwards, starts rolling downhill. The other guy with the Rambo knife was like, what are we doing? What are we doing? So I'm like, what? So we, we all get up, dust off, and like decide, I think we can walk now. I think we're fine. We just freaked out. It was stupid. Make it down. And basically, um, basically we, we all made it. And it was like a fun, it was a fun trip and everything, but basically I remember getting back to the car. We are all driving home with the coach and everything, just rocking out to John Mayer. (laughs) And I just remember that like, that was my most wild camping experience to this day. Um, And I just want to shout out the Carrollton Junior High School 8th Grade Outdoors Club. Because it was scary, but a very memorable experience for me uh, as far as camping. And that's probably the most, like, crazy camping story I have. Good God. It was a very eventful trip. I got lost, possibly pursued, and, uh, yeah, it was crazy. And one kid felt really bad because um, he forgot to tie up one of the things or whatever, and he got scolded. Because he said, because somebody could have like, oh, the bear wild bag. animal, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's pretty much it for for me. You got any more camping stories? I don't really have a whole lot of camping stories, but I'm really hoping to make some down the road. Um, I mean, Definitely. have you ever heard of bushcrafting? Yeah, just trying to like you know make your own little shelters. Yeah, and, you just go out there stuff. With, with like with, with just your. Your like tarp, rope, stuff like that. Yeah, and you just go out there for like a weekend or whatever, and you you just it would be make fun. your own little campsite, your own little bed, stuff like that. And I want I want to do that. 
It would be fun, but I, I would probably get tired of it after. I'm too spoiled now. I'd probably get tired of it after about an hour. Be like, well, that was fun. I'm going to a hotel now. No, that's it. <laughs> no, I wouldn't go to a hotel. No, but I would, I would bring a tent probably. I'd be like, all right, cool. You build it yourself. Dude, it takes hours and hours for people to do that kind of stuff, though. Like those videos. You didn't get the patience for that? No, dude. No, not a whole weekend. Okay. Probably, well, not, I'll go, probably not a whole weekend. All right, fine. Now I'll go like a day ahead of you. <laughs> and I'll get the Cody, whole camp set up. Cody, you made setup. such a good... You put two two-by-fours and a... <laughs> Yeah, this looks nice. <laughs> you cleared all the uh, pine straw and leaves, and you have a couple of rocks for pillows and uh, a fire. Uh, like, nice. Oh, Cody, I see you got that that eighty dollar deal for that portable fireplace at Home Depot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bushcraft uh, that or what? I put leaves around it, bro. Oh, I'd actually uh, made my own. Well, I mean, it's ain't really a big accomplishment, but I remember that we were doing a uh, some kind of like youth. Or not youth camping. It was it was some camping thing that I was helping helping get like ready for, uh, and uh, I had like I spent all day making this nice like in ground fire pit, and that thing was <laughs> nice. And then we had some guy come in the uh, next day, or or not the next week when we actually did the camping thing. Yeah, yeah. and he brought uh, a couple of Dutch ovens, wow. and, and he cooked in that fire pit, and I'm like. <laughs> I made that. I made that, bro. Yeah, dude. I would honestly really, I don't know about the bushcrafting stuff, but I would honestly love to make a in-ground uh, pit, pit for yeah, yeah for cooking, oh, for yeah. barbecuing and oh, stuff. Dude, I want to learn how, how to uh, I want to do that whole, like, so bad. I want to do that whole, like, uh, cook, like, the whole pig in the ground type thing. That oh, like, do. underground? Yeah. Yeah. Like, smoking underground, and, like, it's all insulated by dirt and stuff. It's crazy. I want to eventually, when I do get my own place, I want to uh, make a, uh, a pit. Pit, like yeah, a fire dude. pit. We gotta make a pit. We'll be, dude. I'll be making barbecue sauce and selling briskets like Boston oh, butts, yeah. dude. We'll just be up on the side of the road selling Boston butts, briskets, and barbecue sauce all day. That's gonna be my side hustle. <laughs> be like, all right, got it going. Uh, yeah, man. So this, I mean, I don't really have anything else. Do you? Uh, I mean. Is there any any like plans you want to do as far as camping like down the road like anything specific you want to do like for um, example I know for sure I gotta take I want to take Lucas one day obviously and show yeah. him the ropes on how to make a fire and pitch a tent and just roast some marshmallows tell some some cool stories or some spooky yeah do stories. that father son survival tip I want to do that stuff but also I want to you know I Devin's been asking me for years him and his boys and stuff too so we, we got to make that happen we should all just make a, a guys trip oh, with yeah. the kids and stuff and go and maybe even go like maybe not even out in the pasture but like somewhere like in helen or something well there's two things that i want to do and i don't know if i'll be able to do them or not the first one is i would love to go camping out I, I, right, so I don't know if you can camp in yellowstone but at least in they some kind of like national or state park i would love to go and just uh camp for about a week or so, there might like, be some campgrounds. I mean, I uh, remember seeing. I mean, there's got to be somewhere, right? I remember seeing some campgrounds, but I don't know if you can like necessarily go into the park and take like tents and stuff. I'm not sure that. Don't quote me on that. You right. might be able to. We were just driving through. We had like places yeah, where so we, we just, stayed and yeah, we just drove, drove through. through. We so much wildlife though. Oh, so yeah. it's super like you. Well, be, like, I mean, it's got to be dangerous up there for sure. Oh yeah. Dad got way too close to a bear trying to get a picture. 
do the buffaloes would just walk in the middle of the uh, the, the road, road and yeah. stop and sit there and stare at you? Like, what you going to do? They'll lay on what the side of do? the road and just kind of just graze there, just kind of like just chilling there. Like, yeah. we saw one like three days in a row. We're like, is that the same buffalo? Like, is he okay? <laughs> he was just like laying there. Like, yeah, he's just lazy. He was just like, yeah, just greeting people when they come into the park, bro. Yeah. What you up to? See my buddy? He's an elk. <laughs> uh, uh, one other thing I've always wanted to do, which this is the one that I really probably won't ever be able to do. But uh, hike the Appalachian the Trail. The Appalachian Trail. You want to hike the whole thing? Hike the whole thing, but I think it takes like six months. My is buddy, what I've heard. My buddy did it. He's a lot younger than me. Um, but he did it a while back. I think his grandfather met him the last day of the trip or whatever, and did the last like little leg with him. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he was doing it like that. He was just living out there and everything, and like he prepared for it and. It's crazy, dude. I've had two I've had a, two buddies that have actually done it. And it's just like the prep work you have to put into it, the money for the equipment and stuff. I mean, it's well, not for the lighthearted. And you need somebody to send you care packages at the checkpoints, too. Oh, absolutely. And you got to make sure that you are pre- you know, prepared because you don't know who you're going to meet out there either. Oh, yeah. Or that's what. The, that's the scary thing, too, is like the, the people. people yeah. Because like the, the wildlife is enough scary, like scary enough, but like the people... You got all kinds of people are out there seeking refuge from like the on the run from the cops and mm-hmm. just crazy people just living out there. I mean, you gotta you gotta be careful for sure. People will be out there trying to take advantage of you too. So scary. Um, yeah, man, that kind of wraps things up for me. Um, I do want to go camping in the future. I know we sh- we need to just make a guys trip happen. You meet Devin and the boys or something because the girls are always just like, no, nah, I don't want to stay the night. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, what is it with, with the women not wanting to camp? I just think that they just have so much, like, you know, I'm not trying to be, like, sexist or anything here, but I think they, like, they have to. They get used to. to like the, Well, not pamper, but just, like, that ability well, to be Well, I wasn't going to say that word. Like, but. that ability to be in front of a mirror and do their makeup and get their hair right and not have, like, greasy hair and stuff like that. So, basically, I think that's what it comes down to the most. But I don't know. I mean, I just think that they're just, like, a lot of times they're just, like, this is just juvenile boy stuff that, like, dudes like to go out here and be in the woods and get dirty and have fires and stuff and, like, I'm cool with coming out there and having a roasted marshmallow, but then after that, I want to go back home and take a shower. Like, that's basically what it is. Yeah, I saw. Um, camera died, so not going to get an uh, end of the episode on the video for this one. But uh, anyway, we're just going to wrap things up now. Basically, you uh, you know what it is. If you want to go to HWLF, you can use my discount code, all caps, GLTV. Go hit us up on the YouTube channel. Subscribe, like it. Subscribe to the podcast on Spotify and leave us a five-star rating and uh, share the podcast too, guys. We want to share this podcast with as many people as we can, see if we can get people to start listening more and just interacting with it because we like doing this. It's a hobby, but we love to do it. And uh, we like to just bring cool stories and stuff like this to your to your ears, to your little ear holes. So <laughs> thank you so much for listening and tuning in. And as always on Listen to Lamb Chop, Much love. Faith moves mountains. Peace out, y'all.